0: Welcome back, everyone, to another brand new episode of the Define University podcast. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. We are going to unpack one of of the topics that um, I truly care so much about. It is near and dear to my heart, and that is about the power of connection. I look at connection in a little bit of a different light because anybody that has listened to this podcast, hopefully, this does not come across as earth shattering news. But I truly believe that to connect with those around us, we first have to focus on that connection to ourselves. And so, you know, I remember the first time I kind of heard of this concept, and I remember pausing and thinking, well, why would I focus on me? Why not focus on them? And until I really did some deeper digging and some deeper inner work, I realized that without focusing on me, if I'm solely focusing on them, if I'm solely focusing on the people in my outer reality, the people that I'm interacting with on a daily basis, then that really, for me, turned into people-pleasing syndrome, right? I wasn't, I had no no core, so to speak, in myself, so I was becoming somebody different, who I thought I should be, right? AKA, I was entering into Shouldville every opportunity I could because that's what I thought I needed to do to be liked by the people around me. That's what I thought connection was. I thought connecting meant people liked me. And what I have since learned is that is not a definition that is gonna serve me because using that definition means I'm doing things to please others, but I'm not doing things because they are authentic, right? To who I aim to be, to who I want to show up as. So that's why so many of these podcast episodes are all about the inner work. What can I do to strengthen who I am? But what if we've done that work, right? What if we've turned the tables, right? We've looked in the mirror, we've figured out with authentic confidence who the heck we are in this world. Well, then what? Then how do we connect or how do we ensure that we're going to make connections with everybody around us, specifically maybe those students or those people, adults, that maybe don't initially come across as if they want to have a connection with you. That is what we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into today. But I spent the last couple of minutes kind of, you know, leading up to this because what I want you to reflect on right here in this moment is where are you with the ability to connect to yourself? If you are still working on that, that is a okay. That awareness is huge. Continue listening to this this episode. I really hope you are able to take away so much value from it. But if you are at a point where you're like, man, I really don't know. I haven't done that connection with myself. I want that to be the the next thing that you target. Because your connections with others strengthen immensely (laughs) through the roof when you can authentically connect to who you are on the inside. Okay. All right. So we've set the stage. We're ready to go. But what we're going to start with is our energy check-in. So we're going to place our hands over our heart. We are going to take that deep breath in. We're going to hold and we're going to exhale that breath out. And we're going to do a quick check-in scale of one to five. Where are we at? If we are at a one or a two, I'm going to ask you to do something right now. I'm going to ask you to pause this, and I'm going to ask you to go do something that is going to energize you. I do not want you listening to this at a level one. That means our body needs to be activated. We need to build that momentum. So maybe go do go do some exercise. Go for a walk. Go, um, let's see, get some cold water, Right. something that's going to energize you. If you are at a three, Again, just check in, see what your body might need. Is there something you may need to let go of? Something that you're holding on to that's kind of holding your energy back. If you're at a four or five, let's get this show on the road. What do you say? So we are talking about relationships today. We're talking about connection. Where I'm coming from is connecting with students. However, please know that this, the, these strategies or these concepts will truly work with with anybody. They will work with adults. We may have to tweak them a little bit, as, as I often say, right? There aren't necessarily strategies that only work for this population or that population. Strategies, if, if they're if they're solid, they will work across situations, they'll work across variables, they'll work across people with some minor tweaking here and there. And so We know as educators how important building relationships is, right? I I really hope that's a, I hope that's a standard, right? I hope that building relationships is a standard of your practice. I 100% agree with that statement. Something that I always wondered, and I really, to be truthfully transparent, what I really struggled with early in my career was what if I can't connect with everybody, right? It's this, it was this like tug of war motion between having this idea of I need to connect with every single person, and then this immediate fear of what if I can't, okay? And just even off the bat, anytime we hear, we know the power of language. Anytime we hear our our minds or our words saying need, right? Need to, have to, should, those are all a form of should bill. And so we need to just, it doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means we need to unpack it a little bit. We need to really think. So when I just said I need to have a relationship with everybody, We need to go, we need, right? (laughs) We get to go, I'm going to switch that language or do that reframe. We get to go a little bit deeper with that concept because here's the thing. Yes, maybe the goal is to have a a degree of connection, but is it actually true that we need to be connected in the same way at the same level with every single person we interact with? I'm going to argue the answer is no, even with students. There are some students that I work with that I have a very, I'm going to call it simple relationship with. I say hi to in the hall. Is that a form of connection? Sure. But is it a high level? No, it's not. And the reason for that is that's not what that student needs, right? That's where I am going to use that word, right? It is not a need of theirs. They they get that connection maybe from home, maybe from their peer group, maybe from a different adult. We don't need to be the same connector or the same level, have the same level of connection with every single person because that would be, it would be exhausting because it wouldn't be possible. And at the end of the day, people don't need 100% of us in the same way. They may be getting it from different avenues. I know just even, you know, think about yourself. I know for me growing up, I didn't need a ton from, you know, every single adult because I got so much from my peer group and from my swim coaches. So it was okay that I didn't have these intense connections with teachers. Do I wish I would have had a little bit more? Absolutely. But it wasn't I didn't feel, you know, not connected. So it's just things to consider. Let's not put, again, these arbitrary um, have tos, right, because those can lead to overwhelm when we feel like we have to do it all all at the same time. So I used to get stuck on that, though. What if I can't connect with all my students? And then I started teaching, and that was my reality. I wasn't building connections with all of my students. And I felt that I was doing something wrong. I felt that I was not being a strong teacher because I couldn't figure out how to connect with the five and six-year-olds in my classroom. So we have this concept of building relationships. And again, maybe it's just me, but maybe you're in this same boat is that I had this belief after you know going to college, you know getting my certifications, getting my degree, I had this I don't know, I guess belief that building relationships was going to be easy, that I was going to have the tools necessary to make those connections with all my kids. But when I was back in the classroom, as I just mentioned, that was not the truth, right? I struggled with it. It was hard. It was hard to connect with the students in my classroom. It was hard to connect with the adults I was working with. And I constantly found myself saying, I think I'm doing something wrong. Why is this so difficult? And, you know, I'm I'm 16, 17 years later now. So I have a lot of reflection. I've had a lot of opportunities to figure out, you know, this power of connection and what does it look like? You know, and I've discovered that it wasn't building relationships with every student that really challenged me. Right. It was building relationships with the students that seemed to be unconnected and and seem is that really important word because it's not that they didn't want connection, but that was the appearance. That was the feeling I got. That was my perception. And so when we think about that, we need to remember that not every student is going to show connection or the ability to be connected in the same way. But that does not mean that it's not a desire for them. So, well, then that begs the question, right? Why is it that some people or students are easier to connect with than others? And then if it brings up that question, we get to the second question, which is how can I connect with those students who might seem to initially be unconnected or to kind of put the brakes on or the walls up, right? We we say these kids have their guards up. What do we do? So that second part is really what I've been focusing on this year as an assistant principal and really focusing on how to build and strengthen my connections at an authentic level. And I think that's a really important key phrase, right? We don't want them to all be the same. I don't want how I interact with every student to be the same. Now, that doesn't mean I want to have 500 different ways to interact with kids. That would be too much. But it's authentic. It's what works for me and the student that I'm connecting with. And so, what I've done is I came up with five, they're not even really steps, but kind of just five concepts, five themes that I think about when I am making these connections, working at these connections with students that may have those guards up, that may have that wall up. And I would love to share that with you today. So the first one is love the student for where they are, not for where you think they should be. And that's that form of should bill, right? So if I have a ninth grader, I can easily say, well, they should be doing this. I should be able to connect with them on this level. Why aren't they doing this? And that we're, we're trying to then make decisions for kids when we when we have that kind of mindset, when we're in shouldville we're not thinking presently, we're thinking either a past version or something we've seen before, or we're aiming for a future, future version, a future desire that we don't yet have. And so you guys know my, my theory on this, we've got to drop the rope, we've got to drop that tug of war rope between the past and the future, we've got to focus on the present. And so it can be easy to fall into shouldville when it comes to connection. Our brains like similarity. We like things to stay the same. And so we can fall into that trap of comparison when it comes to our students. Well, I I connected easy with this kid. It should be easy with that kid. And so, but that's, we know that's just not the case, right? So students who might have those walls up, they still need your love and compassion today. Even if, and this is very big, even if they're not reciprocating that connection, It's important to love them, to have that compassion for where they are with what they have on that given day. The second concept is to keep interactions simple, keep them simple and easy, but build from there. Just like we we don't know the baggage that our adult colleagues bring into work or to school with us, we don't necessarily know the baggage that students are bringing to right? Students who might not easily connect may have experiences going on outside of school that are a barrier to connection. So think about momentum then, right? It's not an all or nothing. It's not connection or no connection. But how can we build the momentum of connection? How can we get to the next step? How can we get that ball rolling? And how it gets started is by keeping those interactions light and simple. A quick hello is truly all it takes sometimes to get that ball rolling. A simple, I love those shoes or that shirt is so amazing as they're walking by in the hallway can make all the difference in the world. A genuine, thank you so much for being here. I love seeing you this morning. I'm so glad you're a part of our school community. Is a way for students to feel welcome in all spaces without having them have to respond back to you. As somebody that was super, super shy in school, I was super reserved, I've said it before earlier in the podcast, right? I wanted to be quiet, I didn't wanna be seen, I didn't wanna be heard. And so if I was bombarded with questions, I was immediately, like my anxiety was through the roof because I didn't wanna respond. But if it was a simple statement, of so glad to see you today, I didn't, I didn't feel like I had to respond because it's not a question right so if we want all students to feel welcome and we want to start that connection monitor am i asking a lot of questions where i'm expecting a response or am i simply saying a statement that they can hear they can process at their own speed on their own time as we continue with these little moments they build into bigger moments right we've heard that before we know that and that's going to help strengthen the connection between yourself and the student the third concept i want to go over with you is to see and honor the endless possibilities within them. Guys, there is nothing worse than a young student, any student, to feel like they have no more possibility, to feel like they're kind of at their, at their end, like this is all they've got. There is so much growth and expansion available. You know, I am 38 and I am expanding every single day. You know, the, the future is limitless, right? Those opportunities are limitless, and I truly believe that. Sure, I have days where I'm like, man, this is it. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. But I know those are just, you know, moments in time. That's not my destiny. I get to define that every day and we get to help our students define that too. But we have to see it and we have to honor it. We've got to point it out for them because they're not going to believe it. That's just the way that sometimes unfortunately our minds work is we get stuck in what we know, right? And if I've got a little, you know, a little guy or a little girl or Again, it doesn't really matter the age, but if I've got someone who doesn't know any better, who doesn't have anyone in their life telling them what's possible for them, they're not going to believe it. But if I start to see it and I honor it and I let them know, then it's going to slowly start to break those walls down brick by brick by brick. Right? I've mentioned I was one of those students who was relatively unconnected at school with my teachers. I had a much stronger connection with my swim coaches, with my softball coach. Um, with my peer group. But I was not all that connected with my teachers. I kept those walls up in high school. I didn't want anyone knowing what I was dealing with at home. I didn't want anyone knowing, you know, my family drama or the addiction that I was that, that we were working through as a family, the mental health crisis we were working through as a family. And I didn't want them knowing that I was being challenged, you know, day in and day out. So I thought, you know, I want people to like me. That was my goal. I wanted to be that people pleaser. I wanted people to like me. And I thought in order to have that happen, I had to hide what was going on and show up fake. I had to show up with that guard up. I thought if they saw the real me, they're not going to like me. And I'd lose any connection that I did have. And, you know, so with this, I just need you to know if you have students where you kind of get that same sense, What challenges these students with this type of profile isn't so much what you can see on the outside, but it's the internal narrative, the negative narrative that I would tell myself day in and day out. I would tell myself, well, this is all it is. I'm going to go to school and I'm going to go home and continue to take care of my brother and continue to kind of be a be a mom for my mom, like all of these things. That's what I thought was possible for me. That's what I thought my future was going to hold. I couldn't see it for myself. I was never able to see those possibilities, and so I focused on staying hidden and quiet. But it wasn't until my swim coaches started to tell me what was possible and what was available for me, and they shared with me what they saw in me. And of course, I didn't believe it at first, but after I heard it year after year after year, without them expecting anything in return, right? they weren't looking for a response, they were simply just telling me what they saw in me that was able to, that was the shift for me, right? That was that catalyst for change. I was able to start taking down those walls brick by brick, time after time. It took time. I'm still working on it today as an adult. But my, my point, and I want to share with you in this, is that it is, it's a journey, right? It is not something that's going to happen in one month or in one lesson or even in one year. But we, as the adults, we do what we can do. We do the best that we can do. And we trust that the actions we're taking are making a difference. That's a standard, right? Why question it? Why say, I think I could have done better instead of saying, or instead, let's reframe it. I did the best I could that day. I'm going to learn and grow from it. And if change needs to happen or change desires to happen, change is going to happen. But it doesn't mean what I did the other day was wrong. Okay, we've got to reframe that language. So we are constantly in a mode of growth and expansion. All right. The fourth concept I want to talk about when we're talking about helping to build and strengthen these connections with the unconnected is the power of seven seconds. This is not from me. I do not, though, remember where I first heard this. Um, It's also, you know, there's also the concept of having, you know, a thousand conversations about nothing. These are those little moments that I mentioned just a little while ago, but we have to stop and break down this limiting belief that relationships take hours at a time. They can take hours. Now, if we were to add up all the seven seconds, all these little moments, they're going to take time, but they don't take a lot of time all at once. There's no arbitrary timeline to build a relationship or to secure connection. It is something that simply grows over time. So we've gotta learn to embrace those simple moments. If I'm only looking for big, audacious, complex, over the top moments to connect, I'm not gonna find them. And then I'm gonna get frustrated because I'm gonna feel like what I'm doing isn't worth the effort and we're gonna build resentment and nobody wants that, right? So let's redefine it. Let's redefine and let's find the power in those small moments and trust in those small moments because those moments of quote unquote nothing, they're absolutely everything. There is, there is no nothing, right, if that makes sense. They are everything to these kids and they're everything to us. They are the moments, they are the foundation that we build from. Ask questions, right? So if you, and let me take that back, if you ask questions, be okay without a response right away, right? That's what I've been talking about all this time. You can always answer the question. That's something I often hear is like, okay, I asked a question, but then it's that awkward silence, right? What if they don't want to respond back? I simply say, answer how you would answer and then move on, right? So if you're swinging by lunch tables and you ask a kid, hey, you know, how was lunch today? And they kind of just look at you. It's okay to just say, you know, I hope it was really good. You know, pizza's one of my favorites. I hope it's one of your favorites, too. there's anything you need just let me know have a great day and then you keep on walking right it is okay if they don't respond right away you can simply respond to kind of close that conversational loop and then try again and try again and have those little moments where the student feels seen and maybe just heard by just being able to not have to respond right it's a different way to look at this concept if you're familiar with the two by ten this is a very similar strategy that falls within this power of seven seconds. Yes, it takes longer than seven seconds. It takes two minutes. But the point is, it does not take a lot of time to strengthen that connection. So two by 10 is take two minutes a day for 10 consecutive days to connect and talk with a student on something outside of the immediate you know, academic content. You know, asking questions, getting to know them, just sharing space with that student. You know, that is what research shows. It does not take hours at a time. It is built on these little moments. My last idea, strategy, concept, whatever, however we want to kind of define these is, you know, again, for these students that seem to, and I'm going to keep going back to that word because I truly do believe 99.9% of the population wants to have a connection with somebody, okay? And, and, and we need to be okay that it might not be us. I also think that's a really important um, understanding. So early in my career, again, I thought it was my job to have the same level of connection with every single student I interacted with. I now know that's not the case. I now know the level of connection, the intensity of connection, what connection looks like is going to be different for every kid that I interact with. And so one of the things that we can do is just to reach out to home and or reach out to their peer group, to their friend group, right? Especially for older students. If I see a student is having a moment right in the hallway, I can tell they're visibly upset, but maybe they don't want to talk to me. They've walked on by, but I see their friends behind them. I may just check in with them and say please know I'm here as a support if there's anything I can do for your friend or for you so you can feel supportive of your friend please come see me I am always here. Takes 20 seconds but they know that I see it. I'm I'm addressing it in a in a compassionate way that I can and I'm building those connections across a variety of individuals. Right? Also strengthening that home to school partnership. Yes, there are some families that are disconnected from us, but there are in my opinion, way more families that are connected, and we can continue to strengthen those connections. And the more that I've been just personally that I have been connected with families, I'm able and and the student sees that that sees we are a working partnership, we collaborate together, I've been able to have some further um, and stronger connections with those students by building the connection with the parents at home or, or the family members at home. So there you have it, right? We have those five. They are not the be all end all, (laughs) right? It's never that simple. However, it doesn't have to be overly complex. So just to kind of recap, love them for where they are, not for where we think students should be. Keep those interactions simple and easy and build from there. See and honor those endless possibilities within our students. Remember the power of those small moments or those seven seconds and reach out to home and or the friend group. Something I remind myself every single day is that even if someone isn't immediately connecting to me, right, I can still show up for the person that I am today. I define me, right, by the actions I take, the thoughts I have, the words I speak, how I show up is how I define me every single day. There's no race, right, there's no, you know, endpoint. there's no timeline for connection to occur. Instead, we get to show up every single day as our best selves in whatever that looks like on that day and work step by step with our students to create those long lasting connections with all students at the level that they are in need of, right? At the level that they're desiring, including those students who may initially seem to be unconnected with us. All it takes, you guys, all it takes is a high, a smile or a simple wave. To get it started so my question my challenge for you is what can you do today what can you do this afternoon this morning tomorrow whenever you are listening to this what is one small simple yet strategic step you are going to take to help strengthen and expand and grow a connection with either yourself remember what we talked very beginning of this episode with yourself or with those students around you make a plan keep it simple write it down Hold yourself accountable. If you need an accountability partner, send me an email. Send me a message on social media. Let me know. I'm going to check in, right? I'm going to help you along the way because that is what we do here at Define University. It's time to define yourself one small, simple, strategic step at a time. So let's get going. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I so appreciate it. If you loved it as much as I loved recording it, you know what to do. Go hit review or leave a review, hit subscribe, share it out, tag me in it. All the things. I so appreciate it. I appreciate you. And I hope you are pouring into yourself so you can help yourself define who you are every single day. I'll see you guys with a new episode in two weeks. Until then, keep on being you, and we'll talk soon. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.